Welcome one and all to episode 27 of Two Guys One Dice Cup, entitled The Walking Undead. My name is Al, Goldeneye Unicorn, and as always, I will be joined by... <gasps> Phil from Ashes Cairns. Oh, love your work, mate. Your, your time in there is uh, impeccable. I'm still laughing from uh, you fucking up the uh, the intro. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, the the listeners and the rookie coaches might never get to hear that um, as I they, they will up, <laughs> <laughs> as I came up with the episode name and then proceeded to fuck it. But um, <laughs> no, no. So uh, yeah, you've joined us for episode twenty seven, which is uh, blows my mind every time we record, and the the number keeps going up and up as uh, we've managed to. To keep ourselves motivated, um, to keep the rookie coaches fed uh, with Blood Bowl um, content. But we'll be talking about the Shamblin Undead today in Section 3, which is I'm looking forward to because uh, I really, really like the, the rosters. Yeah, they're one of my teams. I've uh, played them quite a bit in Blood Bowl 2020 and previous uh, editions uh, with uh, reasonable success. Yep, it's a team I have never actually played, but played against, you know, countless times uh, in tournaments and in um, leagues. So it's a team I've always admired. Uh, it's a team I've always been a little bit intimidated by, but when I was writing my own rosters, um, I found myself getting quite enthusiastic about them. And it yeah. reminded me, yeah. it, it was cool that it reminded me that I have got a... Uh, various flavours of Undead from the 2015 uh, Luca World Cup because they did a Undead team and I bought the booster pack for making all the Undead teams. Yeah, that's pretty much the same as me. I don't have the extra mummies or the skeletons to make it the um, Tomb Kings um, mm-hmm. pack, but I've got mine painted up so I can use them as Necro or Undead. Yep. Uh, that was, yeah, it was really cool. Models. I think the past, past few teams and races that we've done, I've always I've found I struggled with either the league or the tournament um, rosters that we've been creating. But as I was putting the Shamblin Undead rosters together, I was getting, I got, I got quite um, motivated by them. So I could see, I could see the vision. Um, but might be wrong. We'll soon find out when we get to the rookie coaches section. Yeah, I think there's a couple of ways you can build both rosters as well. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if we both ended up landing on the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, or if if one of us has gone down the other route. Because uh, like I say there's a, I think there's a couple of ways you can build these ones depending <laughs> on how you prefer to play. So yep. yeah. Oh well, time will tell. Yeah. Um, Let's just crack on and get into the, the first section, which is uh, on the games front, isn't it? Yes, yes yeah. it is. <laughs> oh, well, you better kick off, mate. <laughs> like my joke <laughs> okay. there, my, like my Blood Bowl joke. Yes, kick off. Jesus. Uh, low-hanging fruit. And it also gives you time to work out what you've done in the past uh, month as well. Yep. Um, so not even a month, 20 days since the last I episode. I think we've been established. Time flies. Um, yeah, so I've done a wee bit of gaming. I've played some Blood Bowl. Um, I've not played any league games 
in person um i'm sitting out this event because uh we were on uh sorry, we had an in, an unbalanced number of coaches so um i fought, fell on my sword for that one uh but i had an intro game with uh, a new player uh who's uh it was his first game uh in the league or try, trying to kind of get ready to join the league for the next season uh that that was fun uh he was uh He's, I think he said he'd played a wee bit on Blood Bowl 2 and uh, he's obviously played with some of his friends as well. Um, he was looking to join a league, um, a guy called Greg, um, and he uh, he came along and he brought uh, Elf Union, or whatever they're called, Elven Union, um, and I played a game against him, just a TV 1 million or 1050 actually is what we run in the league, 1050 roster. Um, and he, uh, sorry, I was playing Lizards. Um, and I think by the time we got finished, it was a, it was about 2-0 to me. Um, but I mean, it was, it was more a case of kind of teaching him uh, why and how and stuff like that. So the result didn't matter. Um, and he's coming back for another game against me uh this week coming as well so mm -hmm. um that, that should be fun um so that, that's that was the only in-person blood bowl game i played i've played two online games as well i played uh have i played two or have i played three i played uh, a game against uh the Joker uh, for a practice game for him for uh, the Dundee doubles tournament. Um, he played dwarves. I played dark elves. Um, I, I, I'm glad they've hidden the dice log in in fumble now, so you can't see how shit your dice were. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely had a shit dice game. Um, uh, there was so many. I know. I know for a fact. I play. I rolled four dodges in the first four turns, and I failed three out of four of them. Was uh, that? And they were. What they were, were you... all two up. Two up dodges right. uh, with uh, with the dark elves. Right. Um, so <laughs> it was that sort. That sort of game. Um, I also failed a two-up handoff with a reroll, uh, which would have probably it would have left me in a decent enough position, I think, to score or stall out for another turn to pull it back to uh, to one-one. Mm -hmm. uh, but the ball bounced in a shit position um, rather than bouncing behind my players; it bounced in front of them, um, and uh, it allowed him to kind of come back in and eventually pick it up on a four uh dodge out on a three uh and run away with the ball it was just what one of those things uh where n nothing was working um i wouldn't have said it was a, a i learned much from the game to be honest it was just one of those games that you quicker it's over the better um so that wasn't good uh, but I... what you're saying with a game like that when it's quickly get it over I suppose well, it's partly got to do with your investment it's like did you have any value in the game itself um, or you were you were merely just being used as a tool for somebody else to practice on 
Um, I think, I mean, I'm always happy to, to give people um, opportunities to practice. You mm -hmm. know, it's, um, I mean, usually um, I find a game, like I'll get something out of it anyway, you know, even if it's no, there's no stakes to it. You know, it's a good, yep. it's a good opportunity to, to pit your wits against somebody uh, who you respect as a as a player, you know, um, um, or even just to have a good casual game with a friend. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do respect Joe as a player, you know, but I I don't feel I had the option. I I don't feel I gave him enough of a good game because the dice were shit enough that it made things worse for me, so that I couldn't really do anything. If you get what I mean, I like do. if they were, if, if they'd been better, he would have had a better game out of me. And I'm not saying like they had to be magical; they just had to be a lot less uh, shit than they were. Like even middle ground dice, and I would have had a he would have had a harder game against me. I think I could have possibly have have, have got a draw out of that game easy. Um, you know, it's uh, and playing against dwarves is a difficult one for else so yep. i thought it was a good chance to to test myself on that front and yeah and that was going to be my next nice, question nice fall apart yeah why why were you playing dark elves it's not your it's not been your normal team for the past couple of years yeah so i mean i i, I generally play control and bash teams so i thought well you know it's a it's been a long time since i've put a bit more kind of emphasis on playing agility or running teams uh, so I, I felt like I needed to get back in the saddle for that one. And I've played some games, um, uh, tabletop games in person, practice games for other players and uh, for Dundee Doubles with Dark mm -hmm. Elves already. And, and I, I was sitting on three wins and no losses at that point. Um, so if you'd have asked me going into a game against Dwarves, I would have been happy with a draw, you know, assuming it was a six-game tournament or something like that. Going three one zero with it would have been fine, you know. I'd have been okay with that. Um, would I be okay with a loss in a similar situation? Yeah, if I'd general genuinely been outplayed, mm -hmm. I think I'd be okay with a loss there. Um, but because of the way the game was stacked up, I don't think Joe had the opportunity to outplay me because uh, of, of the way the dice were. And you do, okay. I mean, you do get games like that. It's not uh, not the end of the world, but yeah, I thought I, I, I've I've kind of set myself a task of getting uh, more proficient with the agility teams um, than I have been, and also refreshing my memory with them now that the rule sets changed as well. Yep. Um, and dark elves are a bit more forgiving than some of the other ones, so it was a good and and one I've played a fair amount of as well, and and previous editions so thought it was a good opportunity to give them a run out um yeah yeah not not the i mean like yeah there's not much more i can say about it than that you know i, know, I was uh, i just had a few questions and, and you've answered them so what was them um, yeah. what was your other online game so the other online game was against space gandalf um in the snail cup which is a a one game a month uh, tournament that's being run by um, Gav Wilshaw um, from one of the Edinburgh kind of leagues, or he has been in the pre in previous uh, times. Um, so I'm running Tomb Kings in that. 
and uh, the league is uh, very, very dwarf heavy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> needless to say, I was playing against dwarves. So space uh, Gandalf was uh, running dwarves, and against my tomb kings, um, w- it was a nil-nil draw. Um, I think I was marginally closer to scoring than he was. Um, I I made a breakthrough, and he needed to roll a fuck ton of dice to that needed to work to get it to uh, to get the ball out of my hands, and all that worked and uh, stopped me from scoring in his in my drive. Um, in his drive, I I'd knocked out a couple of his players, um, and they didn't come back. I'd bought a babe at the start, or a Budweiser keg rather, uh, at the start of the. Um, uh, the game, and my tomb king that he knocked, uh, sorry, tomb guardian that he knocked out, um, came back. Um, I think, I mean, I just, I kind of ground and pound him. He did a potato play. Uh, he lost the ball. I picked it up. Uh, there was some sort of suboptimal dice rolling. I made a mistake as well, which I know I knew I made as soon as I made it. I. I should have blitzed the other way um, from the way I um, the way I did. Um, when did you realize? It, it was, when did you realize you'd made a mistake? As soon as I rolled the dice. Oh. Um, so oh. I, I kind of. Uh, it's not like I. I probably wouldn't have necessarily won the game as a result of that, mm-hmm. but I would have increased my chances of winning the game. Uh, if if I had a rolled it the other way, um, it um, wasn't a it wasn't a bad game. It was quite it was a quite a fun game um, for a nil nil draw. Um, I am now missing it. One of my anointed throwers for the next game. Uh, one of my few players with block because uh, one of the th- it's quite a, it's quite um, like. One of the things I don't like about Blood Bowl 2020 is the um, move back to randomized MVP mm-hmm. across your whole team. Yeah. Um, because it really, really hampers slow progression teams like Nurgle, uh, Tomb Kings, um, Chaos, um, all that sort of stuff. Where Because you're hoping that you get MVPs on stuff. You know, like I've had, I have literally got two SPP across four Tomb Guardians after five games. Yeah, that's frustrating. So I've got no skills. Well, I had uh, no skills. Oh, sorry, I had four, sorry, four, four SPP across uh, four uh, Tomb Guardians, all in one Tomb Guardian. And I, I was so kind of like, I need a skill on these guys. I can't wait. Uh, so I rolled a random and got Juggernaut. <laughs> it's not the worst thing. There were worse things I could have got on there, but um, it does make blitzing with with one of them a bit more safe now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've skilled up the both the throwers. One of them's got block. One of them's got uh, and block and leader, and the other one's got block. Um, and I took frenzy as a ran- uh, well, I got frenzy as a random on a skeleton lineman, uh, which is fun. Um, but that that's it, you know. After five games, like a team that scores a lot of touchdowns, 
or has a lot of block built in and can uh, comfortably uh, sort of increase the chance of them getting more casualty SPP. Uh, they're they're probably all in about like five or six skills mm-hmm. across the team plus at the moment, you know. Like so, they're they're already ahead of me on that uh, that case. Uh, but I'm not doing too bad with them. I've I've played five games, one three, drawn two, and I'm in second in the league at the moment. Well, that is that's the difference. Then you've actually got good results, even you know with your shortcomings as you see them. Yeah, my two draws are both against dwarf teams, and my wins are against lizards, uh, black orcs, and Nurgle. Wow, they're all so, really quite bashy teams all all over them. Yeah, I mean, the, there's only one elf team in the uh, in the league. Oh, they must be getting they team. must be getting pumped. No, they're in they're in fourth at the moment. They've got uh, they've played one game less than me, but and they're on two one one right now. Oh, right. Um, um, the two top teams are dwarves and myself, uh, and uh, with Tomb Kings, and then Nurgle are third. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bottom of the table, Corn, um, Imperial Nobility, Black Orcs. Um, the two, the other two dwarf teams are sitting in the middle of the table, but uh, one of them, if they win, I'll go a bit further up, um, maybe past the Nurgle team. But yeah, my casualty difference is shit. You know, like it's uh, four four six against, but I've got six touchdowns for one against. So, I, um, well, it's positive there. It's so. not. It's. It's not been bad. I, I'm enjoying playing them because, like we said, I said earlier on, I, I quite like playing control teams and ba- uh, bash teams. But like I say, the the MVP thing's just f- infuriating, um, especially in a short league. Like um, we're playing nine games plus uh, playoff games, mm-hmm. so everybody will get a maximum of eleven games. I think by the time it works out. Um, so, in an eleven-game uh, league, I'll be lucky if I get. I am five games in. I have five skills. I don't. I'm not showing any signs of getting anywhere near any other any other ones as well. I'll be lucky if I get up to about six or seven skills. I reckon by the end of that. Oh, um, that's pretty grim. Which is which is grim, yes. Um, so yeah, I. That's the only other Blood Bowl game I've played. Um, as far as other games, though, um, so um, uh, it's Father's Day today uh, in the UK. Um, so one of the things I mentioned to my kids was uh, previously, a while back, uh, was I'd like to play like Frostgrave with them. Um my two daughters are eight, just well, five, five closer to six. Um, so they're still quite young, uh, and Frostgrave's quite a forgiving uh, set of rules in terms of um, it's got quite a an easy kind of baseline through it. And I, I guess you could, and I established this today when I, when I was playing it with them, uh, was uh, you can take take bits out and add things in to make it a little bit easier for them quite quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd finished painting up a few bits and bobs. I've 
uh, for it, and uh, we cracked out a game today. Uh, I think we played about an hour and a half was how long we were playing for. Uh, my youngest uh, managed about two thirds of that before she kind of lost her attention, which was fine, you know. I mean, I didn't expect that she would uh, she would last that long, to be honest. Um, my oldest managed the full hour and a half and really enjoyed it. Uh, so that that was good. Enjoyed playing it. Something was, different. Uh, I'd taken a few, yeah, I'd taken a few things out, like if they got if their main characters got killed, they got. Uh, resurrected the start point of the board and stuff like that to make it a bit less final for them if they if something went wrong um and um uh, i gave them both a like a a pet animal (laughs) uh, thing as a, a sidekick for each of them um so one of them had a parrot the other one had a a monkey uh so it was uh it was uh, it was pretty fun, yeah. I I would do that again. And yeah. My oldest, seemed, my oldest seemed happy to to kind of give it another try again in the future. So, uh, hopefully, enough interest for the, the, her to play again. So that that, that was fun. How about yourself, what have you been working uh, playing? It's the oddest thing. I have not played anything since we recorded last time, but. I feel like I've had a lot of involvement in my hobby, like away from the painting table. Um, you know, I've I can't remember, you know, last time we recorded, but I've done a series of um, bolt action uh, YouTube videos with the um, with the Danish captain. Um, so I think we've done three in total now, and I've had a lot of, you know, I've I've spoken a lot about the bolt action game with different people. Uh, another thing I had to engage myself with, again, outside of gaming, but it was engagement as um, I'm running a tournament for a bolt action one day tournament in August. And, you know, I've been talking to different individuals about my player pack. Uh, I've been reaching out to different companies for sponsors and sponsorship and getting some good responses and, you know, promises of, of product. So a lot of my, you know, spare time, I've been fully engaged with the hobby, but not painting and and not playing anything. Yeah, I've watched your, your videos um, on Bolt Action. I mean, I've got, like, a very, very, very rudimentary understanding of what's going on in them. Mm-hmm. In terms of what you're talking about, because I don't know the game system well, uh, but yeah, you you quite clearly have a a good uh, um, sort of rapport with uh, lad's name Bo. Oh, yeah, uh, and um, like it, it, they're interested to watch from that standpoint and hearing you guys talking about the different lists and stuff like that. So yeah, if folk are interested in bolt action or just want to kind of um understand a little bit more about list building and stuff like that i guess they're a good opportunity for people to yeah i mean we're talking we're talking very much at the the high-end competitive level of bolt action but yeah you know they've they've been well received by the community you know as as far as things are um you know like 400 plus viewings of each video it's been really really good lots of you know again lots of engagement with players um 
you know, and then I've had lots of engagement with players sort of in, in private conversations or you know, different group chats with other groups. Uh, you know, I've lined myself up another bunch of things to do. Like I'm, I'll be doing a podcast next Saturday with a guy called Brad Morin from uh, Cast Dice. He's based in Melbourne. Um, he's he's doing a bit more bolt action content just it's been requested of him. Uh, so he's asked me to join him on his podcast. I've, I've been on before, you know, a year or two ago. Yeah. Uh, he talks about a variety of different games. Uh, the American podcast I was on, Snafu, they've asked me to come back um, later on in the summer. They want to do more of a hobby style of podcast. Uh, I have arranged another bolt action gaming day at Common Ground Games in Stirling on the 3rd of July and there's a lot of players there that are going to practice their lists for my tournament in August um, so I'm going to, I've, I've got a, a sort of semi-introductory game with a player who wants to come along so I told him, you know, bring your list, I'll give you a run out and we'll, we'll talk, it, talk it through uh, and then you know I've been engaging as well. There's a, a, a tournament running up in um, Brecon for bolt action. Uh, it's on the same day as the Dundee Doubles, the 25th next Saturday, I think yeah. it is, isn't it? Yeah, next Sunday. Uh, Saturday? Yes, yeah. Saturday. Next Saturday or Sunday. Uh, yeah. The Dundee Doubles is on Saturday. Yeah, so this this thing must be on the Saturday as well. And, you know, he's he, this guy's done a slightly outlatch. It's a completely different format. He has preset, he will preset all the gaming tables with terrain. He'll preset the scenario or mission that will be on that table. And him and a bunch of his gaming mates and his club in Brecon are supplying all the armies so that the, the opposing armies will be evenly matched and themed to the gaming table that they're on. And so... I think there's going to be 18, 16 or 18 players. We're just going to show up with our dice and we get to play with different armies. And, you know, it's, I've never been to a wargaming tournament where I don't have to bring a miniature and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Ah, cool. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like... That's, that's novel, yeah. uh, but interesting. Yeah, it's... Because um, this guy, uh, Johnny Ferguson... He's um, you know starting to rise through the ranks of, of Scottish bolt action. He's you know he's been getting better and better over the course of the past year, and he wants to. I'm not sure if he's going to play. I hope he does, but he wants to test us all to see how we can do with armies that are not our own that we've not designed. Just how good a player are you? So it's kind of like um, have you ever seen that crazy TV show that comes out of Japan, Iron Chef? Seen uh, I've not watched it, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. Know, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's sort of got an idea of that sort of thing in mind that you just turn up and you've got to use what's in front of you um, to see how good a player you are. And you know, you're facing off against a, another player who's got you know in exactly the same position. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great experience. I've never played in an event like it, so. I, I do want to test myself. I want to see how good I am at the game, not just how good I am at using the armies that I come up with. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. So, to caveat Good that, idea. 
all a lot of my free time has been engaged with the hobby, but haven't actually rolled the dice or played a game. Um, but I'm actually okay with that. I'm not feeling like I've missed out on anything this month. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, like you say, it's, it's all kind of uh, getting value from ho- the hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hobby's not the hobby's not just about rolling dice at the end of the day. It's uh, there's many facets of that, I guess, from the social aspect through precisely uh, things like podcasts, vodcasts, whatever. You know, there's um, there's ways, many ways to interact with the hobby, and and it's great that you're you're kind of getting that, even if you're not playing. You know, and yep. you know that there's uh, you know that there's games coming up in the future. No, that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got some good um, games booked in, and I'm I'm looking forward to them all. Uh, you know, and then even you know slightly further ahead, the Scottish Bolt Action Nationals in September. Uh, that'll be two days, and you know I think if we remember last year when we were talking about that, um, you know I was taking a German list, and I wasn't sure. You know I wasn't convinced as to how well I would go. Uh, you know we'll. We'll talk about that closer to the time as well. And then there's Mm -hmm. the um, Fumble League that you've gone and set up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's got me excited. Well, yes. You want to talk about that at the end? I guess we could probably... Yeah. uh, Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in the uh, uh, what's coming up section at the end of the 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 podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because... People will well may or may not be interested to follow along. Yep. Um, so the next section is uh, what's on the table. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first with that one? Yeah. Well, I um, yeah. now that I've sort of cleared my feet of my sort of own personal bowl action stuff for a little while, um, I've scooped up a couple of commissions just to get some money coming in, and also just to sort of break out of. Um, not a painting funk, but you know, a desire to make everything perfect. Uh, so I've picked up a little um, tester commission from a guy who's given me 10 um, bolt-action German grenadiers. Uh, basically just 10 basic infantry guys with a fancy name. Yeah. But uh, I mentioned them last podcast. Um, I've got about 50% of them done, and it was, it's been really nice painting them. Because I'm trying to make them top end, but I'm just trying to deliver a good product, get them finished, and get on to the next project. One thing I've just realised as I've started to paint them, uh, whenever it was last week or the week before, these are the first um, plastic action miniatures I've painted for about three years, and the quality okay. of the plastics is just so so much better than the metal models I've been painting recently. Um, yeah. it's the detail that's on them uh, you know the guy sent them to me already um, pre-assembled and pre-cleaned up so you know he's done a really good job but just the little pouches the details on the faces um, one guy's even got a wristwatch because um, he's got his sleeves rolled up and it's just oh, just so mm-hmm. much good detail on them and I've now you know kind of realised that the next bolt action army that I do for myself um, I better get the latest generation plastics or 3D sculpted 3D printed you know resin because the detail is better than metal I, I have to 
accept that that is true and not get stuck yeah, in this, I know this fascination. Yeah, I know there's a lot of metal purists out there who can't look past uh, the white metal slash lead combos. Yep. Uh, but and there there is some charm to them, you know, like some of the old old hammer stuff that I've been buying over the last couple of years. It's it's nice, you know, in metal, you know, but like plastic, definitely modern plastic. There's a lot more detail on modern plastic than that that you can get on metal. Yep, like the depth of detail. Uh, is better, you know. Like, there's a lot less lost in the um, in the spun casting process. Uh, sorry, in the plastic casting process than there is in the spun cast uh, for metal. Yep. No, um, it's, it's resin, so true. Yeah, resin, 3D printed side of things. Um, you get great detail in that. Um, cast resin, you get great detail on as well. Um, both are can be challenging to work with, uh, but plastic is great for conversions. You know, I, I, I don't get people who are so stuck in their ways about particular things. I think there's, it's good to be flexible about stuff. But yes, there's a lot of grognards in our hobby, so uh, it's yep. <laughs> it's uh, it's nice nice to hear that you've got the uh, you've you've managed to get your uh, your hands on some of these plastic ones to deal with. Uh, yeah, and they're actually good, you know, because yeah. They really yeah, are, right. and I'm um, I'm having good fun painting them, and hopefully the customer will like what I'm producing for the price. And then, as I said, I think the last podcast, he's got a whole other, he's got a whole army that he'll want me to do. So that'll be a nice big, chunky commission. Um, I put another Blood Bowl team on the table, uh, commission wise. It is from Star Player Miniatures. It's their high elf team. Yeah, sure. I think you mentioned that last time. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they're very much modelled on the classic um, Warhammer Fantasy High Elves with all the sort of yeah. winged helmets and you know, shoulder, shoulder guards and stuff. So um, they're in metal, which is nice. But I have to say, some of the casting is a bit shit. And uh, one of the, I think it must be some sort of blitzer or thrower type model. Um, I'm going to have the green stuff like a, an arm extension onto them just because the holes wouldn't match up. Like something something nice. has warped yeah. off in the casting process, which is fine. It's, you know, it's within my skill to do. But it was just disappointing, you know, trying to match up the the shoulders. Whereas if one shoulder went in fully, the other one was out, so... I've had to put them both sort of hanging out, and then I'll I'll green stuff the gap, which is fine. Um, but that's for a customer that's going to the Bowl in Malta in October. So I've got a few months to get them done and off the table. Uh, and then the Black Orc um, commission team that's been severely neglected, uh, that got some love as well. So I've did a lot more um, sort of block colour painting on that team just to get it ready for the final push to um, to get it finished. So, uh, now hobby-wise, it's been it's been reasonably productive. Um, I'm just going to sort of focus on the 10 Grenadiers, get them finished. Uh, 
base coat the high elf team, put a few block colours in, and then push the black orcs to get done, and then see where we are from there. So that's been good. I enjoyed it. Nice, nice, um, not paint mowing stuff. Yeah, yeah, getting some variance in what you're doing, I guess, after you uh, hammered through the uh, the guys from yeah the Soviets. Uh, uh, you were at, uh, yeah. they, they look really great in the cabinet. <laughs> I love looking at them, but all right, it's a. Uh, yeah, I'll be taking them to the um, Scottish Nationals in September, and I I reworked my list. Based upon the sort of what I've done at the WTC and my conversations with Bo and with some other players, um, so I only actually have to paint two miniatures to add to it to take it. All right. So that's really nice. <laughs> so nice. It's so nice not having a, a huge painting pressure again for myself, and you know, unless there's, uh, you know, somebody's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, you know, I would hope I'm in for a good shout at Best Painted at the Scottish Nationals again, which would be good. Yeah, I'm sure you will be, um, judging by the, the quality on those guys. Yeah, but sure. you never know, though. There's always somebody out there that's, um, you know, working in secret that's got you set as their target to, to knock off their pedestal and... Um, you know, poke. beavering away in yeah, the background. Yeah, yep. just quietly, quietly. Uh, I've been that player myself once upon a time, so I fully expect to have some other amazing painter pop up and uh, you know claim a prize from out underneath my feet, which would um, they're probably good to myself motivated. But actually, that's a lie. I don't. I don't need motivation to keep going. Um, I'll keep going for my own for myself. Fuck. That's why, and that's and that's when I mentioned the the plastics. I need to get um, the next army I do for twenty twenty three. I have to use the latest generation plastics, so that I'm painting. You know, I'm painting on a good canvas. Anyway, enough of that crap. I'm 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 dribbling on because um, I'm staring at the cabinet. I'm staring. I'm staring at my cabinet. I'm staring at the trophies, and I feel like they're just fucking laughing at me. Um. How about you, mate? What's your painting table been doing? I've been finishing off a bunch of stuff. Um, so I finished basing and uh, weathering uh, the two miniatures for my daughters to use as their own characters for Frostgrave. Um, I finished off uh, the bases and weathering for the two uh, ghouls that I'd uh, painted up for that as well. Um, well, I painted a, a Morkborg goblin, um, which I'm, has come out pretty good. I'm happy, very, really happy with that. Um, what else have I painted? A um, kind of city guard guy from a range of miniatures uh, that I've got a license to sell, um, 3D printed ones. I really like him. Um, well done on that. Yeah. Yep. I I I like his uh, his the cut of his jib. Yes, uh, he's got he's got a nice uh, he's got a nice pose, um, like a very dynamic pose, um, a th- sort of thing that I think would suit kind of your um, 
sort of more timey kind of skirmish games mm-hmm. um there are people looking for third party models for that uh, the sculpts by a, a a guy uh who goes by the name of titan troll um but yeah i've got i've got a merchant license for some of his stuff for 3d printing so when i finally get my finger out my arse and get my website up and running um i'll have a lot more information about stuff that i'm selling on that mm-hmm. um so i i I've, aside from painting actual models um I, one of the things I've not painted masses of uh, because I haven't been playing a lot uh, outside of Blood Bowl where you don't need it uh, is scenery. Um, so I knocked up uh, a sort of centerpiece kind of bit of scenery for our game today um, with the uh, with my daughters. Um, the bell tower from the um, uh, what is it? The at Two seconds, I'll, I'll actually get the name right. Azerite Ruined Chapel from uh, um, Age of Sigmar. Uh, so I built that, painted it, and finished it pretty much in less than a day. I think it was about four or five hours worth of work in it in total. Um, and I think it's come out okay as well. Uh, there's some stuff I would probably go back and finish, but... Uh, finish off to a bit higher standard. Um, I could do with putting some rust effects on and stuff like that in a few places. Uh, but I think you mentioned earlier on when you were talking about uh, your own kind of work. It's I something I find difficult is to not be a perfectionist about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just need to get stuff, specifically things like scenery, out to a level that's good for the table. Yeah, I think. Um, I'm not entering competitions with scenery, uh, so um, I've kind of pushed myself to be a bit less precious about it. Um, but I still think I've painted it to a good standard, um, just a lot quicker because I'm being less precious about <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, been doing a lot of test 3D printing as well. Um, so I've got a few things. Uh, that I've, like I said, I've got in the the kind of pipeline um, working with uh, Fight Games who are uh, based out of Aberdeenshire Um, so we'll be printing their um, Amazon team Mm -hmm. um, which uh, for Blood Bowl which is good Uh, that's already available through uh, through Fight Games but like it's me that's doing the print work on that side of things uh, for him, um, and yeah, that, that's about it. Though I've I've done I've I've done lots of little bitty things that have accumulated in about like five to ten finished models, which I think's good. You know, like that have been sitting unfinished for a while. I'm a bit of a hobby butterfly, so I, I hop between things. Um, so yeah, I'm quite happy with my output in the last twenty days uh, since our our pod our previous podcast. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm um, I'm glad you've got some tangible, you know, deliverable tangible deliverables far out. Wow, what a confusing collection <laughs> of words. Um, 
Yeah, now you've you've got. I, I'm going to knock out some more scenery as well because I, I I need to get. I, I like. I want to see like a full board and stuff like yeah. that, or a, a decently kind of uh, sort of set out board, um, for playing stuff on and uh, just for even for uh, photos and stuff like that as well. It's of course, how, yeah. I never thought of that for you. Some some good back backdrops and stuff like that uh, work. You know, I've I've watched a lot of it. Um, of kind of bits and bobs over the years about people using scenery for uh, perspective more than anything else, or to add a bit of kind of character to um, like a scene for their uh, for their shoots mm-hmm. for their models, and yeah, it makes perfect sense. I've seen it used to really good effect. Um, it does work because there's a couple of people. Actually, now that you've when you say yeah. that, if you think about what I did with the Soviets, I made those three. Um, little display bases Aye, the little yeah. city scenes so that, I could put the vehicles great. on there but I could also yes. switch on the infantry that's, I guess that's that isn't it yeah it's that, I mean, yours is kind of like a little tableau that you can kind of dress mm-hmm. uh, as, as, it, as is required which is great you know yep. I think that sort of thing adds a bit of um, colour to um to what would just be a miniature in a light box. That's that's it. Because that, uh, otherwise, when I did the photographs of them, the better photographs were the ones that were on those little bases. And I did them. At, well, I did them on old CDs. But vision for them is that I've got one of those little um, uh, turntables. It just slowly yes. spin. You know, you can yes. see them in jewelry shops and shit like that. Um, I never took it to the WTC, but when I take it to the Scottish Nationals, I'm going to have the little turntable on my um, carry carry tray. Because I'm almost going to call it a display tray. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so that people you know, don't have to try and walk around to see, you know, the rears of some of the vehicles and tanks and stuff. Um, and also, it'll look super wanky, and people will hate me just a little bit more. So. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, probably a really good way to do yep. it. Because um, somebody um, somebody I, did it at the AF Championship duel a while ago. It was a Scottish player that did it. I kept taking his model off and putting mine on it. <laughs> Drive him up the wall. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's a... There's a aye, so... If anybody's ever looking at um, sort of a, for examples of what we, we've been talking about, um, it's worth looking at a website called Gardens of Hecate. Um, it's an artist called, um, right, I am going to butcher her name right now. Uh, it's Anna Polansek. Um, and I, her work's phenomenal. Like she's got like a real kind of uh, way of photographing stuff, and the terrain that that she does is fantastic. You know, like it's well worth a look. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thoroughly thoroughly recommend having a dive through uh, the gardens of Hecate. Yeah. Um, and but website. for the for the spelling for that, it's gardens of, and then it's h e c a t e dot com. Gardens of. Uh, that's right. H e c a t e dot com, 
and uh, yeah, you yes. did butcher her name, mate. But um, why don't you just say it's a nice lady called Anna? <laughs> yeah, Polansack. I'm just, Is I'm just right? gonna say a be. nice lady called Anna with one N. <laughs> yes, yeah. She's also got a. Yeah, she's also got a book that was put out by Dave Taylor, who is a ex GW heavy metal guy, um, about her her work. Um, so like one of these coffee table book things uh, that's worth a look at as well. Um, anyway, um, well, moving on. Before, I believe, before we migrate from this section, you, sorry, unless you've got someone else. Oh, no, I was going to say it. You're probably going to say it now. You go. Go go go. I don't know. Money? I don't know. Money, 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 money. What you were going to say? I was going to say before. Oh shit! Money, money, yeah, money, yeah. money. I was going to say before we migrate to uh, the next, the next segment for the rookie coaches and the walking undead. It's money, 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 money. Fucking spaffed my lord uh, on stuff. Have you? Oh dear. I haven't actually. No. Um, I, I'm going to guess yours first. Um, I reckon you have spent. Nothing this week. Correct. You have nailed it. I have spent nothing. Yeah. Um. The only money, yeah, the only you, money I've actually really spent good. has been from the budget from my tournament. Um. I should say my my tournament is called the Megatron Three Thousand. <laughs> I love it. Uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. That's that's the name of my tournament, Jesus. Megatron Three Thousand. Um. I just. Every bolt action tournament has got, you know, Operation, you know, fucking something, Operation Blue, Operation, you know, Sudlich, Operation Thunder, or it's like, or it's some war themed, you know, whatever. And I just thought, fuck off. Cannot be bothered with this. And then I remembered this stupid story. Uh, it was years ago when the American East Coast was getting battered by all these um, winter storms. Like, there was proper, you know, uh, proper flooding and wind damage and everything else. And, you know, they were all called, yes. you know, Storm Dorothy, Storm Allen. And they had this interview with this New Yorker. Some, you know, you, you can imagine the crappy CNBC2 caster out on the beach somewhere with some New Yorker guy going, it's like, look, man, he's fucking storms, you know, storm, you know, Caitlin, that, that doesn't worry me, but if you, if you tell me that, that's the, the storm called the Megatron 3000 is about to hit, then I'm going to worry about that shit. And that's, that's just yeah. always stuck with me. So, uh, so I decided to call this bowl action tournament, Megatron 3000. And my vision for it in the future is uh, to have it as a two day event one day being bolt action and the second day being blood bowl. Uh, so there'll be standalone events, both called the Megatron 3000, um, but there'll be the Megatron Cup. And that will be for the player okay. that finishes the highest in both events. So they have to play bolt action and blood bowl, and then they combine, they'll, they'll somehow combine their scores. Uh, so it's only players that play in both days that can be eligible to win the Megatron Cup. I've got vision. That's what I want. <laughs> nice. So it'll be good for a laugh. Um, but as I think, on you go. No, I, I think that's that's cool. Uh, I, I like the idea of a kind of dual system tournament as well. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> and it'll just be something ridiculous. And I'll have, you know, I've got somebody acting as a spare person uh, on this Saturday for me for bowl action. So if if they if there's odd numbers and they get to play, then great, they play. If there's even numbers, then I've said to this guy that we'll just play a casual game on the side, and I'll take care of everything else, uh, and I'll get him a free lunch. So I'll take care of him, and it would be the same for for Blood Bowl. Um, but as I was saying, the only money I've spent has been from the budget for Megatron three thousand to do trophies. Which doesn't count. No. Which doesn't count. No, because it's not my money and it's not for stuff for me. Um, I've arranged sponsorship for trophies from a local Scottish company called Demonscape. Um, so they're going to do the trophies for me, but I've just had to supply them money for um, materials, which is completely fine. Happy to do that. And then I've had a couple of sponsors, one from Canada, one from Germany and one from Australia and they've each quite fairly asked for me to cover postage it's because the postage charges now to get to the UK have gone up to an extent where it's fucking ridiculous for them um, yeah. so you know they're supplying their, their material, their, their products for free as sponsorship but uh, covering postage is you know what yes they've you know they're, they're giving us Free price. They're giving us price support, and then you can't knock that back. Uh, so covering postage, is, I've got some budget left, so uh, I can do a few more. But that's, um, hopefully you don't get stung for import uh, prices on those things. I would hope not. Yeah, because yeah, I know I know some folk. It seems to be very very hit or miss. Um, with these things as to what people get charged for and what they don't mm-hmm. uh, quite clearly because uh, nobody in um, that neck of the woods as in um, customs and excise has a fucking clue how to deal with the royal clusterfuck uh, that the government have caused uh, with uh, Brexit and uh, general shenanigans uh, trade related yep. wise uh, so, like, yeah, I ho- I honestly hope you don't get stiffed with that. Fingers crossed. Um, um, but for you, you've spent money, haven't you? I have, but how much have I spent? Oh, I think you've had a low spending time, and I am going to have a stab at forty-seven pounds less. Twenty-five. Less. Eleven? More. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have <laughs> no, any Yeah. Twenty pounds. What did you buy? Twenty pounds. Did you buy a twenty pound gift? I literally bought <laughs> I literally bought one model huh? uh which was the um I think it's like a one of the store anniversary um models for Games Workshop, um, uh, God, in, uh, Inquisitor Erasmus Cartavolo, or whatever his name is, you know the one that's got the big sword stabbed into the, the exterm- exterminatus sword stabbed into the book with the no. wee ghosty kind of uh, um, po- popping out of it. 
Sounds a bitch. Sounds a bitch. No, no, it's really <laughs> fucking cool. It's really fucking cool. I'm gonna send you a picture of it while we're chatting. Um, it's um, um, Scott uh, from our local gaming group um, was getting rid of some stuff, and uh, that was in it. And I didn't manage to pick it up um, when we uh, when it was the store anniversary up here. Um, so uh, I'm happy um, to have picked it up. Okay. I haven't physically got it yet, but um, um, I will have uh, by Wednesday. Um, well done. But that's it. That's all I bought. Um, I dodged dodged around because uh, last month um, I'd spent next to fuck all until two days before we recorded uh, when I spent 40 quid on um, Chaos Dwarf models. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, just one of those, uh, uh, one of those things. Um, hopefully I don't spend that much money next month either. No, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't have anything on the horizon that I want to spend money on. Hobby wise, you know, there's no, there's no new releases. I've really got my interest. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I think the big, uh, to, before we sort of tie this section up, the next big expenditure will come, and I know what the 2023 players pack for the Bolt Action World Team Championships will happen. As soon as that's announced, then I'll know the army that I need to put together and build and paint, and then that will be a mad fucking splurge of cash. Um, Unless, unless it's something that I physically have in terms of, you know, end of, of, of product that, that I can see from where I'm sitting. You know, there's the Polish cavalry and resin, there's transports and tanks, and I can see boxes of troops and shit just piling up. Uh, I can yeah. see I've got a full Japanese army in boxes ready to go. I've got a German Falschemjäger paratroop army from my Kickstarter sitting there ready to go. I've just I've got stuff, different projects ready ready to go. Um the chances are it'll be a, a British army so I can use the new new plastics. Have we had the rookie rookie coaches with yeah, some knowledge? Yeah, I, uh yeah. Yeah let's let us um yes let us hammer forth into the realms of Rookie Coach yeah. shenanigans. So, Rookie Coaches, thank you for your patience. As always, you've listened to an hour of myself and Phil talk games, hobby, money, expenditure, it. and whatever other tangents um, and rabbit holes we tend to go down. And if you have not listened to our podcast before, also thank you. You've finally made it to Section 3, which is the Rookie Coaches section. Uh, and this episode, we're talking about the Shambling Undead. Always. Uh, the ground rules are that myself and Phil we do not talk about our rosters in advance so that when we present them to yourselves um, it's the first time we hear each other's roster so we always get the real the real reactions, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's, well, sometimes I get laughed at a lot uh, and <laughs> and the rule set, Phil do you want to talk over the rule sets that we do for our rosters? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So we cover both league and tournament rosters uh, in this section. Uh, the league rosters are TV 1000 or 1 million gold coins. Um, and the tournament rosters are uh, like the, the current NAF championship rules, which are EV 1150, and uh, you get six primary skills and one secondary skill. Um, so usually we go through the team at the start. Yeah. Um, the turn is it? Uh, so I believe it. I believe it's my turn because <laughs> you did the last one. Fucking dancer, brilliant. Um, I, I think you cashed the bank tip last time. Um, okay, so shambling undead teams. Um, first one is zero to twelve skeleton linemen. 40k, move 5, strength 3, agility 4+, plus, passing 6+, plus, AV 8+. Plus. Uh, they come with regeneration and thick skull. Primary access is general, secondary agility and strength. Um, next up, 0 to 12 zombie linemen, 40k as well. Move 4, strength 3, agility 4+, plus, no passing stat. AV 9+, plus, regen is a skill. And then um, primary access is general, and secondary access is agility and strength. Then you have zero to four ghoul runners. They're seventy-five k. Move seven, strength three, agility three plus, passing four plus, um, armor value eight plus. They come with dodge and have access on primary skills for agility and general and secondary for passing and strength. Um, then you have 0 to 2 white blitzers. They are 90k, move 6, strength 3, agility 3+, plus, passing 5+, plus, AV 9+, plus. they come with block and regeneration. Uh, primary access is general and strength, secondary access is agility and passing. Then there's 0 to 2 mummies at 125,000. They are move 3, strength 5, agility 5+, plus, no passing stat, AV 10+, plus. they come with mighty blow plus 1 and regeneration. Primary access is strength, secondary is agility and general. Um, Rerolls are 70,000 gold pieces. And the special rules that these guys come with are Masters of Undeath and Sylvanian Spotlight. Uh, just a quick ma uh, cover of what Masters on, of Undeath is for anybody who is not familiar. Uh, basically, when uh, a player on the opposing team is killed by one of your players, um, they have to be strength four or less um, as a result of a casualty, killed as a result of a casualty. Um, you can raise the dead once per game and you get a rookie zombie lineman placed immediately in your reserves, uh, and that can take your players over 16. Um, and you can choose whether you want to hire them permanently at the end of the game uh, for the cost of a zombie for 40k. Um, and that's about it, really. Mm -hmm. um, anything you want to add on that front, Hal? Nope. Nope. Um... The only thing I would cool. say is that we were reading what? from page 124 of the Blood Bowl rulebook. 
would be it. Correct. That would be it. The Masters of Undeath things are 106 as well, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, seeing as I've uh, talked for a little bit, um, you can you can give us your tour, uh, your league roster. League roster. Sorry. Sure league thing. So yes. for league, we do it with the classic one million, as has been mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And so I splashed the cash on two mummies, two white blitzers, yep. two ghoul runners, two zombies, three skeletons, three rerolls, and that comes in at nine hundred and ninety thousand. So twelve players on the roster. Okay. No, no, that's a lie. Eleven. Right. Eleven. Five plus two plus two plus two. Yeah, yeah, you've got eleven. Yep. Okay. Well, you hit hit me. What have you gone with? Right, I've gone different. Cool. Um, two mummies, mm-hmm. two whites, yep. three ghouls, three zombies, three rerolls, uh, one dedicated fan at nine nine five. And that gives So me... sorry, you've got two mummies. Oh hold on. No, I fucked yeah. that. Second. Oh live and in person and recorded. What the fuck? Sorry, no, I've I've uh, I've I've made a mess of that. Um it's uh it's four ghouls. Sorry. Right. Four ghouls, two rerolls. So two mummies, two and... blitzers. Yes. Four ghouls. Four ghouls. And then three, three zombies. zombies. Two, two re-rolls. Yeah, no dedicated fans. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah, my maths were out that one. Um, but yeah, I So, I don't know. Um, I don't know what's what's right and wrong on, on these ones. Because um, there's, there's clearly a thought process behind your one. Well, there's always a trend with my rosters, Phil, and the rookie coaches will, will key into that now, is that I have a great desire for three re-rolls. That's just my mm-hmm. comfort zone um, for the playstyle that I want to do. Uh, you know, having the two mummies at the start I see as essential, we've both done that. Having the two blitzers at the start is essential, we've both done that. Now, yes. You've went with four four ghouls uh, to start mm-hmm. with. I've only gone with two. My vision for the team as it moves forward through a league would be to have a maximum of three. And my purpose for that is a little bit of um, sort of control on the. Oh, you haven't said the t- the term for a while, but TV bloat as it moves forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to keep it tight. Plus, I'm carrying three rerolls. Um, you know, so that TV is already, you know, sort of in there for it. Uh, cruising down, I've got two zombies. And my vision for the, the two zombies is the line of scrimmage um, for the better armor value that they carry um, over the skeletons. That's my vision for them, and development-wise, excuse me, uh, I would be looking to get them block or wrestle 
um, if they were ever lucky enough to, to gain a skill. And they would jo they would be on the line of scrimmage with the mummies, uh, and that matches the sort of the movement three that the mummies have, and the zombies with movement four. Um, so they're they're just really there to sort of tie up enemy players and not really sort of try and you know go go above their station. Um, the three skeletons slightly better movement than the zombies uh, come with thick skull, so. You know the the lesser armor value and the thick skull could balance out a little bit in terms of keeping them um, in terms of keeping them alive. Uh, but at some point they'll become the the dirty player of of my team, um, and they'll be bopping around to try and provide assists uh, to the to the blitzers to the whites again. The movement six of the whites and the movement five of the skeletons. You know, okay, so still slow, but at least they're you know closer to each other than the the, the zombies um, in that respect. Uh, and then, as I said, one of my first early purchases would be the um, the third ghoul runner, and I see myself focusing on just three of them to develop. Uh, in that sense, and obviously the f block, uh, block for one of them and wrestle for another at the start. So you'd have a blodger and um, somebody that'd be good for for stacking the ball. That's that's roughly the team vision and the reason why I made those choices. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess some of the things that we could talk about. Uh, for that are zombies versus skeletons. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I've, I've played with both. Yep. Um, I've used used skeleton for fouling and tournament builds, and um, had had a skeleton for fouling in um, a league build as well. And you know something? Yeah, the extra movement's all right. Um, th thick skull on paper will keep them on the pitch more readily um, and less likely to be KO'd obviously or worse um, so the, the one downside I found to them is that the, obviously the, the armour itself is less so while they're not going off the pitch as much, they're stunned more often. Mm -hmm. And if you've got more than one, and that happens to you in a turn where you've got two or three of them down, two of them are stunned, and then you're all of a sudden you're off numbers it's even bad with one uh for having played that and, and the same from having played the tomb kings as well the skeletons are exactly the same uh they spend a lot of time hitting the deck having their armor broken and being stunned yep uh which is unhelpful for positioning and uh, control of, of your viewer drive or your opponents um so from from my side that I would probably add one skeleton later 
Um, that would probably be my twelfth player. This is this is for um, your own team now, and yeah. I would. Yes, and I would uh, use that one probably as a dirty player um, for, with the extra movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have more than one though. Um, and I went full ghoul because of the extra movement and the built-in dodge skill um, and the fact that there's four blodgers in the team uh, very easily uh, or a wrestle uh, piece like, like yours. I would normally take one of them and make them a, like a ball sacker with mm-hmm. wrestle, tackle and strip ball. Um, and I think they they keep pace with each other better, um, and you've got your whites that are close enough movement to them that if you don't get them tied up with people or and free them up with uh, blocks or what have you, uh, you're you're fine. I think you can at least create screens and stuff. Um, I know what you're saying about t- uh, TV bloat because that can. Uh, that can make a difference uh, with these teams, especially as you start climbing up the TV. If you're in a particularly long league or you're in a um, perpetual league where you're redrafting down to 1,300, but optimally you're probably going to be up at uh, 1,600, 1,700 pretty much most of the, uh, the the league itself. Yeah, I think there's other teams that might start uh, kind of surpassing them. Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I don't, I, I don't disagree with the two ghoul approach. Yep. That's a a good conservative way to play it, and adding a third a third one. I think I would probably have, I wouldn't have gone three three skeletons. You, you were thinking so, you would you would so. need two of my three skeletons for two more zombies, yeah. Yeah, if I went if I went your route, I would I would go that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. They're good. They're good chaff. Um, I can see why you've gone with them with uh, the skeletons for the movement, um, but with only eleven players, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd I'd worry you're going to end up uh, losing one of them to a failed regen. Yeah. Well, I guess the vision um, for the team is that the hope I wouldn't be dropping a player, you know, that early, um, you know. All I'm looking to do is save 65,000 gold pieces to get that third goal. And you would hope you'd be able to achieve that within two games. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. You're uh, you're running three rerolls yep. as well, which is, I mean, it suits your, your play oh, mate, style. I need, I need um, comfort. I, yeah, I, I would, my first purchase would be the 12th player. Um, for forty k, um, and I think, um, I I would definitely be because you don't end up spending masses of money on have the shambling undead team as it progresses because with regen across most of your players, um, they're less likely to to die, mm-hmm. um, or stat down or what have you, um. You got to protect your ghouls, obviously, because uh, they don't have regen. Uh, but you're you're not you don't have the same necessarily have the same player churn you get in other teams. So you, you will end up sitting on money. So I think you can end up 
I, I would look at buying the second, uh, the third re-roll for me as my next purchase after that, and I don't think it would take me realistically that long to get the 140k um, to buy that third re-roll. Yep. What would you? What would so, you be doing? Yeah, that, be my what would you be doing development-wise with your mummies? For me, I would have one go down a primary path to get guard quite early on. Um, mm-hmm. then the other, I would be saving my star player points for a planned secondary skill to give them block. What would you okay. be doing? I think it would depend on how long the league was for me. Um, so I played 10 games in um, uh, the local league up here. And I, oh, I was saving for um, block on both of them initially. Mm-hmm. Um and I only got a skill on a mummy in the last two games when I finally decided to not uh, bother saving for block on one of them and, and gave it guard. Right. Um, and it's down to this uh, MVP stuff as well. Yeah, uh, frustrating. Because previously you could have... You could have channeled your MVP at things like your mummies and and your whites, where the, your ghouls are picking up most of the touchdowns. You might score the odd one here on the there on the on the white, but um, you're mainly going to be scoring touchdowns on the ghouls. Once you've got things like mighty blue uh, on the whites, you're more likely to uh, to get um, sort of two or two or three kind of points here or there. Sorry, two or four points here or there on uh, casualties. Same with the mummy, I guess. I know they've got mighty blue built in, but they don't have block. <laughs> so there's their classic uh, skull both down, double skull, double yeah. both down material. Um, if you if you were running a short league, there's an argument for taking brawler. There is. I just I just flipped to that guard. Yeah. Um, that's right. That's a, that's actually a better idea to treat them more like a um, like a black orc. Yeah, because you're not you're not likely to be blitzing with no. them. You're just trying to move things or tie things up, move things out of the way um, with base to base contact. You know, I think brawler kind of works okay with that. Blocks better. You know, you, I'm not going to argue uh, around that. Block is a better skill than brawler. Uh, but in a short league where you're less likely to rack up the skill points, um, you're probably, I would probably consider taking Brawler on one guard on the other and then reversing that in the next yeah. skill up uh, where one got bra- uh, the other one got Brawler and the other one got that Guard. That makes sense. Um, if it was a longer league uh, or I was really lucky in getting a bunch of casualties or getting an, an MVP, I would prioritize getting. Um, block if I possibly could um, because that makes them a lot more reliable and then the whites but yeah I, the whites are pretty self, self-explanatory um, you know, tackle yeah, I would Garden Mighty Blow uh, alternated on the two of them 
um, and then tackle on one, maybe two of them. I'm, I'd, I'd actually probably consider putting Frenzy on one. How, my initial thoughts were um, pitch control. We're tackling Mighty Blow. Um, one first. Guard, guards probably, yeah, guards probably more useful. Um, but it depends on the league, you know. If you if you know your, you, there's a bunch of edge teams or teams with dodge built in in your league, then yeah, yeah, tackle would be a good uh, a good shout for sure on one of them early on because uh, it gives you a good uh, piece um, as a sweeper or just as a dedicated blitzer. Um, so yeah, I think you'd re- reading the league with that would be the key. You know, if if you know there's going to be tons of elf teams, then fuck yeah, tackle's a good mm-hmm. idea. Um, but I think if you're coming up against a lot of bash uh, teams, I think guard and mighty blow are probably your, your friends there uh, to keep that strength advantage as close as possible and uh, to maximize your opportunities for removals. Yep. Um, I think I would definitely go down the route of chucking dirty player on a skeleton Agree. Uh, at some point for zombies I think I would random them until I got some something like blocker wrestle yeah um, well they're at, they're at that them. price level where I'm, I'm, they're consumables effectively yeah and and you could you can cycle them out uh, reasonably easily once you're past a point I mean, there's some skills that are useful on them, like Fend's really useful uh, on on them because um, th- it, it's annoying. Um, like a wrestle Fend zombie is quite useful to have. Um, it's a not it's a weird one because like you kind of don't want to give them wrestle because they end up on the floor, <laughs> albeit they're not hurt, but then they only move four, so they're only going to move one when they get up. You know, without having to roll for rushes. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a tough one that. But there's, I mean, you could end up with a D, a DP on a random uh, on one, in which case you just wouldn't bother putting it on the skeleton. If I got a DP on a zombie early before I'd had a chance to buy the skeleton, I just wouldn't buy a skeleton. I'd buy another zombie instead because uh, I think they've got better durability. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's a couple of other random sort of general skills that would be all right, I think. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. What was what else is there? Just as out of interest, general, general, general. Frenzy's okay, you know. Uh, hilariously, kicks quite funny if you're not putting it on the line. Um, Dauntless isn't that bad. Correct. Pro's mm-hmm. not bad. Pro would be a really good one. Shadowing shit. Yeah, shadowing and sure hands would be shit. Um, so I think I think it's only shadowing and sure hands that would be crap. Like strip ball's not the worst thing ever. Um, uh, tackle's not bad. Wrestle's not bad. Pro's not bad. Yeah, I think it's literally shadowing and strip mm-hmm. ball. And if you're only getting 10k of TV for those, like if it was something that wasn't working with the rest of your build. So, like, if you already had strip ball or something like that on a player, then um, 
you would just cycle that guy out at the next available opportunity. Yep. Rinse and repeat. Exactly. So on to How about tournaments. Tournament team. That's well, you yeah. to hit first, mate. Yeah, so I've gone uh, two mummies, two whites, four ghouls, five zombies, three rerolls, and an ass coach. How many rerolls? Three. Three. Um, yes. Look, I am in very, very similar. Two mummies, two whites, four ghouls, two zombies, three skeletons, three rerolls, one assistant coach, one one five zero on the nose. Yes. And then, look, for us, that we've, we've pretty much talked over the whole zombie skeleton thing. Um... So there's no real re- no real need to address it again because I've said what I, my thinking on the skeletons is. Um, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I played against the roster that you discussed mm-hmm. there um, at NAF Championships. Yep. So the guy I played against had uh, three skeletons and two zombies. Was it one of your? Was it? Well, I, or I was going to say it was one of your victories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't just down to the skeletons kind of getting smashed, but they they spent most of the time uh, on yep. the deck, stunned. So yeah, I think there's uh, there's mileage in the movement for yep. sure. But that, that's it. How about skills dun, dun, wise? Dun, skills. Uh, one mummy gets block, which is the one secondary skill that we're allowed. Secondary. Uh, yep. The next mummy gets guard. I have given one of the blitzers mighty blow. I've given the other blitzer tackle. In the ghouls, I've used my three remaining skills on three out of four of the ghouls. One gets block, one gets wrestle, and I've given one of them sprint. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> you don't like, well, um, fucking laugh at me. You don't like sprint? No. I want I want a no. fast goal. No, no. Get a dick. It's already fast enough. I want I want movement ten fast. Uh, play play with your constraints. I want movement ten role. fast. Um I want gar runner fast. No, but what are your skills, no. Chill? I, Come I on. I think that's um, so this is pretty much the roster I took to NAF Chabs. So block on the mummy, um, guard on a white, tackle on a white, uh, three block ghouls, one wrestle ghoul. Um, thought process on uh, block block on the mummies are given. You know, if you get a secondary skill, um, what else are you going to put within the team? Yeah, maybe sneaky get on a a zombie or a skeleton, but that'd be wrong, and block is the yes, correct choice on a mummy. Um, I I elect against putting guard on the other mummy in favour of putting it on mm-hmm. a white, because the white can move a lot easier, it's higher movement, there's a better chance of it being able to dodge away. Uh, if I come up against a team with it, where the mummy has got guard, I will park a lineman on it and you can just punch that lineman repeatedly um, 
and end up completely out of the play. Um, so it's the guard's not adding any value um, most of the time past the first couple of turns. Um, tackle, I would go with, uh, like we both went with a tackle piece. The only downside to the way I've gone versus yours is you get the, the removal potential with the white yep. as well. Um, so you've then got three mighty blow players that, of the team. That's the vision for my um, for my playstyle with this team is that the three mighty blow are there to remove miniatures and knock miniatures down, and then I've got the skeletons and the bench to start fouling them off. Yeah. I mean, so we've both got, uh, what, five, well, nine, 13 players. Good on us. Yes. Yeah, so we've got plenty of bench for fouling. But I mean, I, I, I was doing that anyway, yeah. you know, like I'd, I'd be chucking fouls at folk where it was a pre, uh, uh, where there was appreciable value in it um, with 13. And like, um, so you've used four. Of your seven across those two, and then you've only got uh, three of the ghouls skilled yep. up, correct? And you've got wrestle and Block, one wrestle sprint. Did you see? Yeah. Okay, and then the two. Um, uh, the other one is naked. Yep. Naked. Well, you let that. You let the naked um, mummy. Yeah, the mummy's fine though. Just there to hold people up. Yeah, oh, look, um, I can accept what you're saying. I don't. I, I, yeah, I think so. I've I've got um I've got effectively well three well I've got three blodgers and a, a Roger <laughs> um across my ghouls um so one's a sweeper and the other three are just ball handlers and blitzers. Yep. Um. Like I, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with your roster. If you chucked block on one instead of sprint, <laughs> like, like honestly, if you just ch- if if that had been block rather than sprint, uh, I think that's fine yeah. as well. You know, like um, there's not, it's not wrong to have guard on the mummy. Cool, but, um, and I hear what you're saying about sprint, but I just, I just feel like there's a moment where um, extra speed is the key. More power, more yeah. speed. I find with that, I, I'd, I'd find with that one, that guy is going to die the first time he sprints, fails his rush, and falls over, and dead, dead uh, himself. Yeah. Oh, he's got it written all over um, you know, same as same as yeah, back in the day uh, when I had um when I was playing Wood Elves and I, I got myself Eldril Sidewinder on, on the pitch through inducements. He died mm. three times in a row. Five failing five failing his yeah. own dodges. It's just the the yeah. way of the of the, yeah. the warrior. Well, the, the the great no, the I, great thing I, about I think... this though for the rookie coaches or the NAF championship build is that you get all the toys for them. There's no compromise yes. anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I could easily have switched a, a, a zombie out for a skeleton 
Um, and I did that in the um, uh, tournament I played back end of last year, uh, yep. Killy Bowl. Um, I had uh, had a zombie out uh, swapped out for a skeleton in that <coughs> tournament. Um, so yeah, I think I think I I could tweak it that way, but you do have pretty much all the tools, like you said, all the ghouls, all the whites, all the mummies. The rest just uh, yeah chaff around that. You know, it's, uh, you've got two two different flavors um, of chaff, but to get the three the full three rerolls as well. Um, you know, and it, and it's funny to say that yeah, we've got we've got thirteen miniatures in the team. You could drop that to twelve, and then spend the other forty grand on more, you know, coaches and cheerleaders if you really wanted to. Um, which I don't think either of us would suggest. Yeah. Um, I think having having a big bench is quite handy for for the fouling aspect that you're going to try to do, or that I'm going to try to do. But but the options there. I think. I think there's, yeah, I think there's more potential for doing that within with all zombie rather than skeletons. Um, because your your zombies are a bit more durable. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's much as much value in the sort of additional assistant coaches and cheerleaders. They might win you the odd reroll here and there. Rerolls are quite valuable, so having four rerolls in a um, in a half is mm-hmm. is good. I don't know. I mean, that yeah, like you say, that's not that's not it's not that's not wrong as well. Going down that that route, I don't know if it's the way no. I would go myself. But it was just but it yeah. was just presenting the option um, to the rookie coaches that the yeah, the yeah. shambling undead as a team within this rule set, you know, they get access to. Their, their full complement of positionals, enough gold left over to get three rerolls, and then you know the 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 lineman chaff. So you know it's, it was really nice to write a roster that I didn't have to like anything was ever being sacrificed. It was nice, as I said, as I said at the yeah. start. Of the, I one of the reasons go, I go, go. Oh, no, I'm talking. I'm talking nonsense. I was just going to say, you know, at the very start of the podcast, I said I like these guys, and I, I still like these guys. Um, after we presented both our rosters, even I, I got laughed at. But you know, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, the sprint. Yeah. It's just the sprint. The rest of it. I mean, I, I could be at peace with this, the skeletons yeah. versus the zombies thing because there's, there, there's. Way, different ways of playing that, you know, and and I could I could play with both myself, you know. It's uh, um, it's the sprint yeah, yeah. That, uh, that that tickled my fancy. Thanks. <laughs> I, I I like them as well because they're one of the few teams I can genuinely get three rerolls uh, out of um, that I play. Um, most teams, even at tournaments, um, you're I'm struggling to get uh, more than more than two. Um, because of the, the types of teams that I generally play, so a nice three reroll build while still not compromising on uh, on other positions is uh, mm-hmm. is good, and I enjoy playing them as well. I've got a nine one zero record in the league with them, and a five one three record at tournaments, so four zero two at NAF champs, and one 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 at the yep. Killy Bowl. 
Yeah. Quite, I'm quite happy with playing them. I like them. They're a good team. So, before we talk about the star player access, we've got to give them the magical score out of 10 for ability to win a tournament, with 10 being, you know, surefire 100%, and 1 being, you know, not a hope and heck. So, what what would you give these guys? What would you give the Shamblin Undead as a tournament winning team? I would say... A seven creeping into an right. eight, uh, and I think that, that would be kind of based on uh, NAF championships. I reckon you could uh, that current rule set, uh, you could win the NAF championships with Shamblin Undead. Um, if you were in a tournament where you weren't getting the the secondary skill, um it might be a little bit more challenging and drop it pushes back down a bit further but um especially if other teams get much more beneficial packages and they've got um access to stars and mm-hmm. stuff like that um but i think this that particular rule set yeah you'd be sort of um yep. seven or eight i was going to yeah, i was going to say an eight nail them on for an eight um you could see this team you can see the team doing well on the right hand. I mean, always it's always got to be the right hands to make it work. But uh, the, the the fact that you don't have to make any sort of compromises on their roster, you get a nice complement of rerolls. Um, their skill access for their positionals suits what they want to do. So yeah, I would say an eight eight out of ten for an ability to win the tournament. So it's good. And then, do you want to cover the yeah. star players that they've got access to? Um, yeah, we can. I can give a quick uh, run through of uh, that. Um, yeah, they're a weird one for star players because a lot of the the star players, you're sitting there and it's like, oh yeah, there's some instant kind of oh, must haves here, you know. Um, for me, there is only really one star player I would consistently choose. So they've got access to Graken Crumbleberry, no. Uh, Gretchen Vachter, no. <laughs> Helmet Wolf, no. Um, what's the name of that Scroll dwarf? Half height. Uh, Scroll Half Height, no. Acorn the Squirrel, uh, probably not, no. Um, Bryce the Slice Cambule, uh, possibly. He's the skeleton char- uh, chainsaw guy, uh, but it would really, really much depend on the circumstances. Uh, Wilhelm Cheney, yes. If you've got access to Cheney, you take it. Um, and uh, Frankenstein, no. If I've got 250 to spend, I'm spending 220 on yeah. Cheney. Um, I don't think there is anybody else. No, there's nobody else, because obviously you can't can't take more or no. anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I think the only nailed-on one for me is Wilhelm Cheney. I don't think it's worth taking any of the other ones. Really? Yeah, I can't. Can't disagree uh, with that, got, sadly. Yeah. They've not got a shit selection of star players because I mean, 
there are some some of those ones out with the context of that team aren't bad you know like um if you were playing tomb kings and you had 150k um like maybe scroll half height's not a bad thing because uh, he's got rerolls and stuff like that built in um but even then i probably not you know like no, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to take Grack and Crumbleberry yeah, anytime. Well, maybe universally, <laughs> just, just don't get them. So, yeah, Helmet Wolf doesn't really kind of synergize with this team when you've got the option of Bryce Cavill for ten k less. Um, I don't think Acorn works either. I'd rather have a Bloodweiser Keg. I think. Um, yeah, I think even then, I think one hundred and fifty k. You'd probably be better spending 150k on a wizard than scroll yeah, half. I would think so. So yeah, they, they've they've got a disappointing selection of star players. They've got some cool looking star players. I really like the Frankenstein miniature. The scroll half might miniature is all right as well. I, I don't mind it. The Gretchen Vactor one's good, but would I ever take her? Yeah, no, exactly. It's, <laughs> There's it's no, no circumstances. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird. It's a weird one. But they're a team that don't really need star players. Um, I don't think Cheney gives you the um the extra movement, the strength for the catch reroll for handing off, wrestle for taking people down for fouling, uh, claws for uh, increasing the likelihood of breaking armor on higher AV teams. So I think he, he kind of gives you a bit of Swiss Army knife action that 220 is good mm -hmm. value for money. Um, but you could argue again with that, you know, might under the circumstances, you might be better taking a wizard and, um, and a, a Bloodweiser keg as well. You know, it's, it's worth considering that, that that sort of money too. Yeah, I think that's enough of the star players. I don't, they don't leap out at me on the in the undead no. setup. That's, that's the un shambling undead. So, so rookie coaches, is, good luck uh, in your endeavours with them. Um, whether you listen to Phil or myself is completely up to you. But we would always appreciate a little bit of um, feedback if you do decide to use any of the rosters that we've discussed, or if you if you think we're wrong. Or if you think we're right, or if you would like a pair of dirty underwear, soiled and used, we can post that to you too. That's an ongoing um, sales thread within this podcast. So, I honestly think uh, we're we're uh, either everybody's got their own soiled underwear um, that they're huffing uh, silently in their own homes, or people just just generally aren't. Interested in our I, dirty undercoats. I'm really hopeful that the Japanese market uh, opens up, up to my product soon. At some point, yep. it, they, yeah, they should really get involved. Um, it would, it would. You're right, though. It would be good to hear some feedback. So I, I think we need to hear feedback on the following: um, skeletons versus zombies. Why you like either of them, and why you think sprint on ghouls is a. Mickey Mouse couple choice. Um, so we want your feedback either through our, um, well, predominantly through our Facebook Facebook page, Two Guys One Dice Cup, 
get fucking involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would love I would love for somebody to give me a five hundred word essay on why Sprint for Ghouls is good, and and <laughs> just you have to use more than just the one word, not just five hundred of the same word. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. I I want a I want a proper proper thought out argument for why sprint on a ghoul instead of block is a good idea. Um, if you have that argument, then please please come forward with it. So let's move let's move on to um, oh, tie dear. up the podcast because we alluded to a new league that you've set up for for some of us on Fumble. Do you want to present that to the world? Yeah, so we had the uh, previously had the um, uh, League of Extraordinary Linemen uh, that I set up um, for a few of us, uh, a select few uh, during COVID pandemic as a bit of light relief. Um, it kind of ran its course uh, over four seasons. Yeah, it was we good. Ran it four out. seasons, mate. Yeah, four seasons, which was great. You know, I loved it. It brought out some hilarious moments, um, and uh, it kind of helped a few of us, I think, through uh, like sort of the dull mm-hmm. times of COVID. Um, so when Blood Bowl twenty twenty happened, and most of the linemen positionals moved to zero to twelve, uh, that made the legal linemen a little bit less appealing. Um, and also the um, MVP uh, change isn't great for that. But anyway, um, I was struggling to think of a way to reinvigorate it because I, I felt it was missing. So I had a chat with like Hipster Potter and um, Stephen Brands and McNugget uh, in car- various car journeys home and I landed on uh, the Carnival of Chaos, the goat. So just to uh, give people um, an idea of flavor for what this this is, it is, uh, so you're only allowed to enter a Beastman, an all Beastman Chaos Chosen team. So this is still kind of locked down to a a select few people. you're allowed to buy additional things like apples and rerolls and stuff like that. So it's kind of similar thread to the Lineman League in that respect, but you're minimized to everybody having a Chaos Chosen All Beastmen team. The next differentiator is that all skill upgrades must be a random mutation. So you can't take general skills. Uh, you can't choose your mutation. Any skill up you have has to be a random mm-hmm. mutation. You're not allowed, we're, we're not allowed to spend money on star players or mercenaries. And the only way to get shot of a player is for them to die. Yep. <laughs> stat downs. You can't fire a player yep. with it's, a stat and down. That and was, that was a, a discussion amongst the players that were signing up was... You decided that the only way a player leaves your team is by death of actual, actual death. Yes, like f- yep. proper death. I mean, it means that you can choose not to use your apple if they do get uh, buckled <laughs> with it, uh, I guess, uh, yep. if you have one. 
Um, so yeah, I think uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I think we're going to start that some point yep. in July. Um, so people will be able to kind of keep a, an eye on what's happening with that one. I I submitted my roster um, already, and I'm pretty sure from memory I had twelve beast men and f- went with four rerolls. Yeah, you're pretty similar to me, I think. Yes, I went with twelve and four mm. rerolls as well. Um, you you spent uh, money on coaches, I would hope. Um. As coaches yeah. and cheerleaders and additional uh, DF. Yeah. So you, you spent your full yeah. one million. I, I've left 40k in the bank for uh, buying an Apple after the first game, hopefully. Yeah, fucking don't need an Apple, um, mate. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just in case I get I get my uh, two heads, uh, big hand, extra arms uh, uh, goat no. uh, from randoms. The chances of that happening are, no, are um, slim to none. I think we've got four teams out, uh, out of the potential ten likelihood likely uh, folk to sign up um, in already. So it'd be interesting to to get the other teams in and get kicked off yeah. in July. I'm looking so forward to that, mate. That'll be good to get a little bit of online blood bowl back in my life in a sort of light-hearted um, vein. Because <laughs> the the one the one thing that yeah, the one thing that the legal alignment got for me was it motivated me to because I entered a, a one day tournament as well online I recall um, you yes. know, so I would hope that this will reinvigorate me to, to play more um, more fumble games and to sign up for the odd one day sort of online tournament if um, if there is any uh, any going so that's good, thank you, thank you for doing that appreciate it yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, last the legal line was uh, hilarious. There was some really, really funny games, and and it's, um, especially and as you said, as well. But it brought us all together during COVID because um, we all jumped on different, different voice chats. Uh, you know, and I remember being part of part of chats with um, players that that weren't even playing the game; they were just watching and spectating. And you know, doing all the sound effects and jeers, and that was yes. that was entertaining as well. Yeah, part part of the fun of it was the fact that like um, we didn't set a, a particular night for playing, but like it was great if there was more than a couple of games yeah. playing at the same time. Uh, but then, like anybody who was free from the the group uh, chat was literally just like dialing in uh, whenever we were having mm-hmm. the voice chats, and there would be like regularly be like five or six of us on the chat uh like you say uh banging in the booze and the uh the stomps and the fears and stuff like that appropriate times uh laughing when you were getting absolutely oh. horsed and uh had given up and were building models uh in the background <laughs> <laughs> standing up your three guys those or whatever were, it was dark, uh, dark days. <laughs> fucking hate blood bowl yeah so there's there's uh there's likely to be some similar sort of yep. shenanigans i think um so no that that that'll be fun cool for sure 
Uh, what else have you got planned for the next um, month? As I said, got this little one-day tournament up in Brecon for bolt action. With um, they are supplying all the armies and scenarios. <laughs> uh, I have got uh, my little sort of bolt action get together at Common Ground Games on the third of July, which is I think there's maybe a dozen players showing up for that. That should be pretty enjoyable as well. And then just finishing off these ten grenadiers and getting some more paint on some more Blood Bowl miniatures. That's that's all that really springs to mind at the moment. Um, I don't think I've actually got any other huge grand plans um, beyond that. What about yourself? Yeah, um, as far as gaming goes, I'll have um, the intro game that I was talking about with uh, uh, the Aberdeen League. Um, I'll have the next Fumble game, which is against the High Elf team uh, with my uh, Tomb Kings. Um, I'm not pl- I'm not expecting many other games to be honest. Uh, see, um, as far as painting goes, I'm not sure what I'm painting next. I have still got uh, work to do on my Swampcast Blight Kings, so that'll probably tick away slowly mm-hmm. in the background when I dip in and out of that one. I quite fancy painting up some trees um, for scenery. I've got some of the uh, Awakened Wildwoods uh, models um, for Age of Sigmar that I can paint up. And then I might I might tackle an Ooh. old tower model of a hankering for um, like a Chaos Warrior or something like that. Or a Chaos cool. Dwarf. We'll see. Uh, but other than that, yeah, pretty light. Uh, just well, I'm sure we'll post pictures on the two guys one day scout Facebook page because we 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 did so with all our other models from last month. Yes, yeah, I, I, you, you popping up your ones, um, reminded me uh, that I hadn't uh, uh, put up half of the ones that I'd painted over the the past kind of year. So yeah. We got busy. Um, no, that cool. was good. Oh, on that yeah. note, let's call episode 27 The Walking Undead at a close. Bye. For another girl. <laughs>